you get to go where your heart is pulling you and I get to go where my heart is pulling me and my husband gets to go where his heart is pulling him. Like nobody has to be wrong in these desires that we have. Just recognize and acknowledge they come from God and you are meant to experience them because it's important to you. Are you an ambitious, God-centered woman who is ready to live her best life now? My name is Allison Chavez, and on this podcast, I'm going to show women like you how to master your inner game so you can get out of your own way, lay down the struggle, manifest your dreams, and love life as you go. If you're ready to play the inner game to win instead of playing it not to lose so you can live your best life for the rest of your life, then head on over to prosperityapproach.com slash go and get started. Hello, Prosperity Seekers. Welcome to another episode of The Prosperity Approach. I'm Allison Chavis, and we are talking still about the cornerstone of spirituality and how do we get a deeper, more meaningful relationship with the God of our understanding. What I have noticed over the almost decade that I have been in this work is that so many people stop themselves because they're not sure if it's God's will or if it's just their own will. And they only want to do God's will. And it ends up paralyzing them because they're so afraid to make a mistake. And and I have felt that too. So I can certainly relate to that feeling of, well, I don't want to do it if it's not God's will. But it's interesting because from what I have seen with a lot of people and with my own experience, it was like, well, if I want this, then certainly it's not God's will, right? <laughs> like God wants me to suffer and he doesn't. Or God wants me to, to struggle and to toil extra hard and to just be miserable and he doesn't at all. But we tend to think like, oh, well, if this lights me up, then probably God wants the opposite for me because that's the, the only way I'm going to grow. And Really, you couldn't be farther from the truth. And I have really spent a lot of time pondering this when people say, well, the greatest amount of growth comes through great tribulation. And it comes through just a lot of challenges and a lot of trials. That's when you get your greatest amount of growth. And I'm like, okay, is that true? In my own experience, has that been true? To some extent, sometimes, yes. But now with what I understand about the universal laws and about how prosperity actually works and how the whole process of creation actually works through the power of your own mind, the power of your own thoughts, and then leveraging the power of the universe, your greatest growth doesn't have to come through immense pain. In fact, Joe Dispenza said this so beautifully, and he said, you can grow through suffering and pain, or you can grow through joy and inspiration. And I was like, I picked that. I think that I want to grow through joy and inspiration. And as I, I really have played with these things, like, am I growing because I'm in joy? Am I growing because I'm feeling inspired? And I really have found that my greatest amount of growth really does come when I am connected to joy and inspiration and those things that light me up. Now we can, we can get growth every everywhere and we're meant to grow everywhere but it was really interesting because back before i really knew how to think correctly you know we all think that we know how to think but all we really know how to do is analyze everything to death and i was included in that for many many years but when i 
actually started to learn how to think. And then I would look back on how I handled challenges and upsets and trials in my life before. It, I actually spent a whole lot more time in struggle and in suffering and in pain and in bitterness than I really needed to. Like I really wasn't growing in the midst of that trial when every when I was just looking at how everything was falling apart. Things didn't start to transform for us financially, in our health, in our own relationships, like all of those cornerstones of prosperity, they didn't start to transform until I, until I started thinking differently about them. And I started having better feeling thoughts about what was going on in my life. Like that's when the growth started happening. It wasn't in the midst of all of the heart-wrenching pain and suffering and guilt and blame and all of that. Like there was really no growth that was happening. I was just spiraling. And so, so we think about, is it God's will or is it my will? Because we don't want to go against God's will. And as I, as, as I've really thought about this, I, I have my own litmus test. I, I really like to, I really like to have litmus tests. I really like to see, okay, is this spirit led or is this just my own idea? Is this my own imagination? Is this God's will or is this me saying it's God will, God's will because I actually want it. And then I'm just going to say that God wants it. Well, First of all, like what's wrong with that? <laughs> Here, here's, here's the thing. Your desires are put there by divinity. Those desires that you have in your heart to create a life of miracles and to create um, amazing memories with your, with your children, with your spouse, with your family, with your friends, your desire to, to, create things and to develop your talents and your skills and to have fuller expression and to have more authentic expression and to feel more joy and to express more joy are put there by God. That's where they come from. All, all of the desires in your heart are placed there by divinity. If you like the conversation here, come have a deeper one with me in my free online challenge. You'll get live coaching from me as you discover how to achieve success without struggle. For more information, go to prosperityapproach.com slash challenge or stick around to the end of the episode. And that was the first time that I started to settle down about, is this God's will or is this my will? When I realized, wow, what I'm wanting really does bring me a sense of joy. It also has the potential to bless other people's lives. It's not going to hurt other people. I think I can go ahead and move forward in this in confidence because why wouldn't that be God's will? Why doesn't why would I think that God doesn't want me to be happy? That he doesn't want me to experience joy. There's a scripture that says men are that they might have joy. Well, that's what we're here for. We're here to experience greater and greater amounts of joy. And so if there, I have a desire of something that I want to experience or something that I want to have, and it fills me with joy and it blesses others or has the potential to bless others. And guess what? Just you being filled with joy and expressing your authentic nature and, and like growing into who you really are automatically blesses others' lives because you're an enormously wonderful example to them now. Like we're taught to be small and to be constricted and to 
fit into this tiny little box and have all this rigid thinking and don't go outside the norm because it's wrong. And if like, like all of those things, we just get more and more rigid and smaller and smaller and, and we got to be safe and we got to be secure and don't take any risks. And like all of that is just so constricting and there's nothing inspired about that. You, you, you don't ever watch a TEDx talk or an inspirational video or movie about somebody that was like, you know, I was really scared. And so I just played it safe. And so I lived this mediocre life and nothing ever really changed. And I had some good times. It was kind of meh more often than not. I mean, nobody wants to sit and watch that. All right. It's the ones where it was like, oh, I just, I couldn't not do it. And it just felt so risky to me, but the rewards that came through it and because of it were just beyond my whole expectation and beyond my imagination. Like those are the movies that we love. Those inspirational videos that are all over YouTube that we love. It's about growing. It's about strengthening ourselves. It's about growing and expanding our comfort zone and, and, and doing things things that other people won't do because they're scared. It's those people we look up to, people who have overcome challenges, who have overcome hardships and done what their heart is calling them to do. I would watch people do that before I had the courage to do that myself. And I would just think, man, I wish I was brave like that. I wish I was brave. I wish I had courage to do that. Look at them. They're amazing. And then my mind would start telling me what a coward I was and I'm not listening to my heart. And that's a whole other episode that's really not worth recording. But but I, I would really feel that. Like we are completely lit up by people who are living their best life. It's why my podcast opening says, live your best life for the rest of your life rather than waiting for your best life to come. We're wired to do that. That's what we're here to do, as a matter of fact. And so when you give yourself permission to do that, you subconsciously give permission to others to do that as well. It's why when you're following your, you know, people call it follow your bliss. When you're following that, you're a beacon to other people. And you are paving a way for them and making it okay for them to step out of their bonds and to shake off the shackles and to move into the direction their heart is pulling them. So just, just by following with something that brings you joy and brings you growth will automatically bless others' lives. And then if it's not going to hurt anybody else on the planet, then why not do it? And that was so simple to me. It was so simple when that came to me. Why not? If it brings me joy, if it blesses others, if it doesn't hurt anybody else, I'm going to follow it. And I'm going to trust that if I follow that, if it's actually not the right path I'm supposed to be on, God's not going to let me get too far down that path before he'll let me know I'm on the wrong path. But you have to start on that path first. You'll get that feedback as you go on that path, whether it's the right path for you or whether we need to do a little bit of course correcting or maybe even a lot of course correcting. I've realized as I have given myself permission to step into the unknown and to let the unknown be dark for a moment before it gets really, really light, that I can trust those nudges and I can trust my heart and my intuition more and more and more, because that's how God speaks to me. It's through my intuition. It's through those nudges. It's through my heart. 
And I, and I kind of thought, all right, if these desires here were put into me by divinity, then not only am I capable of manifesting them, it's actually my duty and my obligation to do that. And I think too often when we are actually pursuing something that we really like, we feel like in order to get God's blessing on it or his permission or his approval, we have to sort of rationalize it or justify it. I remember the first car I ever bought. It was a little Mazda Protégé and I was so excited and I was so nervous. I was 20 before I had my first car and it was like my first big purchase and I was wanting God's approval that I got something that I really wanted. <laughs> and I remember praying about it. And I remember like making a deal, like if you'll help me get this loan and if you'll help me make these payments, then I will do more service for you. I'll go to the temple every week. And like, I was totally bargaining with God so that he'd let me get my first car. And, you know, I was 20. I look back on that young woman that I was with compassion and with a little bit of doting. For a long time, I didn't. For a long time, there was a lot of, you know, judgment there. But I, I wasn't trusting that like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. This is growth for you. This is going to bless your life. This is going to bless other people's lives because I had younger siblings. So yeah, I could take them around or I could, it'll get me to work faster and just make it easier. Like I didn't have to, I didn't have to like make this deal with God in order to feel justified or, or giving myself permission to go ahead and grow into that. And I think we do that an, an awful lot. We don't let ourselves want those things that we want for fear of other people's judgment more often than not. It's really fascinating to me we deny, we deny what we want, like things. Well, I don't want to appear to be materialistic and I don't want to be greedy and I don't want to be too big for my britches. And I don't know what my family's going to say or what my neighbors are going to say. And, you know, they're going to say what they're going to say, but if it's something that you value and if it's something that causes you to feel more joy, if it actually brings you closer to God, like that is that's a green light, in my opinion. That, that's a green light. If you're recognizing the role that God is playing in your life and the way that he's guiding you, and, and, and I believe that he gets even more delight out of bringing us joy than we even receive in that joy. I just think it absolutely tickles him to death to see us just light up or to see us in awe of his creations. He built them. He created them for us. He, he create, he created it for us to experience. Like, have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Holy cow. That, that thing is majestic. Have you ever, have you ever been to Maui and watched the sunset over the water? Like, that is where I feel close to God. That is where my heart leads me. If that's put there by divinity, I can get to Hawaii even though I live in Utah. He'll provide a way for me because it actually brings me closer to him. I feel greater connection. I feel greater amounts of gratitude and joy, and it fills my soul. And so it blesses others because I can take that energy and I can talk to my kids in that energy and I can have an experience with my spouse in that energy and I can take it to my clients and I can do a podcast about it and I can just touch people's lives that way because I've filled my soul 
with the things that my soul is pulling me towards. You know, some people, my brother, my brother is amazing. Shout out to Tim. And he's a very successful businessman and he loves toys. He loves fast, flashy cars. He's got a nice boat and he and his family go out boating like several times a week during the summer. That doesn't matter to me. The sports cars don't matter. The boats, the big old motor home like that. I don't, that doesn't have any value to me. I don't, that, that's not important to me, but it's important to him because he gets to create all these amazing memories with his family when they're out on the lake and when they're driving around in the Corvette and when they're, you know, going to Yellowstone in the, in the motor home like that, that's important to him. And his heart is pulled there. But just because mine isn't there doesn't mean that he's wrong in that. You know, people who have yachts, if that brings them joy, yachts actually bring a lot of blessings to people. You have to have a whole crew on a yacht. You got to pay them. It, it supports their families. It, like it, it, there's, there's so many blessings that happen when people will actually give themselves permission to want what it is they want and to go for it. I, I find a lot of value in nice accommodations, in really, in luxurious, accommodations. I really love traveling first class. That's important to me. I value that. I really love that experience. I love that vibration. And there's lots of people where that isn't valued by them at all. That's 100% okay. You get to go where your heart is pulling you and I get to go where my heart is pulling me and my husband gets to go where his heart is pulling him. Like nobody has to be wrong in these desires that we have. Just recognize and acknowledge they come from God and you are meant to experience them because it's important to you. Wallace Waddle says in his amazing book, The Science of Getting Rich, that anything that we can appreciate and that, and that we can, that we value, God wants us to have. So if artwork is something that is inspiring to you and you can really appreciate that, God wants you to have all of the artwork and all of the music and all of the beauty that you can appreciate because of it. Because it makes your life that much richer and it makes your life that much, that much deeper and that much more joyful. So just trust that those things that bring you joy are God's will for you and move forward in that without justifying it, without rationalizing it away. It's there, it's there to bring you joy and it really is there to give you growth. Go for it. And then trust. Trust that if you're skewing off the path, God's not going to wait five years before he lets you know. It lets you know quite quickly if you are going off the rails just a little bit. At least he did with me. And there's nothing really special or spectacular about me. I'm just skilling up in how I receive inspiration and the direction that I'm to go and just fine-tuning all of that. It's just a skill. Receiving inspiration is a skill. Some people are more adept at it and they get it faster. Everybody can skill up in how they receive inspiration, how they receive those nudges. But we've got to trust those nudges and start following them. And this is where most of us get totally caught up. This is where we get paralyzed because we don't want to make a mistake. And what if I make a mistake and then everything falls apart? Well, what if you make a mistake and then 
nothing happens because of that mistake. What if you make a mistake and everything looks like it's falling apart, but it's actually falling into place? What, what, what about that? And so when you have this basic foundation laid that God and the universe have your back and that this universe has been divinely orchestrated to support you every second of your life. It gives you that permission to take what feels like a risk to you. It uh, gives you permission to make a mistake, to let it look messy, to be clumsy when it's going to be clumsy. I had a mentor that said, it's always awkward before it's elegant. And I had a, I heard another speaker say, it's, oh, it's uncomfortable until it isn't. It's uncomfortable until it isn't. So I'm like, okay, well, if this is uncomfortable, the more I do it, the more comfortable I'm going to get with it. So I'm just going to do it a lot so that I can get out of that discomfort really quickly. And I allow it to be awkward before it's elegant. Now let's talk about this trust thing here. And let's talk about, well, how do I know if I'm going off the rails? Do you ever heard that saying that they put their ladder on the wall and they climbed that ladder. And it wasn't until they got to the top of the ladder that they realized that they put the ladder against the wrong wall. A lot of people talk about that in relation to a corporate job or trying to climb the ladder of success in their job. It's not necessary to have that kind of an experience that it took five years, 10 years to realize I'm completely empty and I'm just chasing things. Not not if you are in tune with that, not if you're asking, not if you're trusting the things that make you feel exhilarated, the things that help you to grow, the things that feel expansive and ambitious to you. Follow those. And if you start veering off, God will let you know. And the way he lets you know is that you'll feel off. It's subtle. A lot of times it's really subtle the way God lets you know these things. But like you don't feel very settled. Like something is off. Something just doesn't quite feel right. Or you'll be doing something and you're just really not lit up about it. And you look at somebody who's doing something that you actually want to do and you're like, oh, I wish I was doing that. That's what I did. When I first got going in my own company, I was teaching, I was teaching mindset. I was doing energy work. I was teaching a little bit about universal laws, but I was also building a business and I was scaling it relatively quickly. And so I had a lot of people that are like, what are you doing to build your business? So I started business coaching because I was like, well, they're here and they're asking for it. So I, I guess I'm a business mentor now. Oh, I hated it. Hated it. I was just, I'm really great at business. I'm a savvy businesswoman. I really love business strategy, but I don't love teaching it. I want to teach you the inner game. I don't want to teach you the outer business strategies because I've learned from my own experience that the outer game strategies will work when you're playing the right inner game. And for so long, I wasn't playing the right inner game. And so I, so I'm, so I'm teaching people like how to build a list and how to get better at sales and just feeling like, ugh, like I felt so, out of my element, mm, not even that. I just didn't feel authentic. And I wanted to be teaching about these other things, the woo things. I don't want to teach about mindset and the subconscious and how it's programmed and how we work and how our minds think. And like, I wanted to be teaching that, not business strategy. And that, and I was unsettled and I just felt unbalanced. I wasn't filled with anxiety all day long. I mean, I was, but that was because I wasn't holding my own value, but I just felt like things were things were off. Things weren't quite right. And it was when I was like, all right, I'm really not going to do that anymore. I mean, it's a, it was really great money, but it just didn't light me up. And I was just getting all wrapped up into my clients' results with their business. And I 
I would really be, I'd rather get wrapped up in results of the shifts that you're having internally. Cause then I know it's just a matter of time until those outer shifts happen too. And everything in your circumstances change for the better. So it was when I just let go of that, then boom, I felt aligned. It was like, okay, here we go. Let's keep on moving forward. Like it was just that, that's how God lets you know. He'll, He'll give you little hints. He'll whisper it to you. He doesn't generally like, stop. At least he didn't for me. Now, sometimes he will. Um, I remember when I was 19, 18, 19, I got engaged. I was a baby. I was a baby and uh, it was not the right decision. And I was prayerful and I was like all caught up in the romance of a wedding day and not a marriage, but a wedding day. We went ahead and got engaged and I instantly was sick. I instantly um, was in anxiety. And the only time that I felt peace was when I was praying or when I was reading scriptures. And I remember thinking, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, well, we can just get a divorce. I hadn't, I hadn't been raised that way. I had never thought along the lines as, as far as a marriage was concerned that, oh, I can always just get divorced. And it wasn't until I was like, oh, I think maybe this isn't the right decision yet. And I ended up breaking off the engagement. And it wasn't with Jeremy. I was 20 whole years old when we got married, <laughs> 20 and a half, actually. It wasn't until like I got back on that path where I was meant to be that I felt peace again and I felt settled again. So sometimes he'll let, he'll give you those really, really big signs. But guess what? I was in action first. Like I thought I had the go ahead and, and looking back now, I didn't really have the go ahead, but it, you know, but it was okay. But there was something really, really important for me to learn. So maybe in a way I did have a go ahead um, because when I met Jeremy, things happened, they moved really, really fast with him and it scared me, but I was able to compare the feeling that I had with Jeremy against the feeling that I had when I was engaged before. And they were two completely different feelings. So there was a really important lesson for me to learn in that, but God can't steal a parked car. And so it's up to you to get into the car, turn it on, put it in gear and put your foot on the gas. Get out into the lane, get out into traffic, and then he can steer you. But you've got to make the decision and move forward. And most of us are like, I'm not moving forward till God tells me I'm not. And God just loves us way too much to have to just tell us everything all the time. He wants us to make a decision. That's why free will and agency is so vital. It's like the number one rule of the universe is that agency is respected and God's never going to make you do something that you don't want to do. He's not going to force you into it. And But you've got to be willing to take that first step, get into that action. But mm, dang, my beautiful prosperity seekers, here's the litmus test. Does it fill me with joy? Does it bless others' lives? Does it cause hurt to anybody else? No. Then move forward with it. Move forward with it. Now, something just came to my mind. Well, what if it's about a divorce and there are people who are going to be hurt? That is a matter of prayer as well. If you feel peace, if if you if you are just knowing that this is the this is the best next step and you have done everything that you could to keep that marriage together, and trust. Trust and move forward. Sometimes we have to upset the apple cart to get what it is that God wants us to have. 
And so be prayerful about that. Be meditative about that because sometimes we do get the green light. Sometimes that is a difficult decision. Sometimes maybe if it's, do we need to move? And you know that that it's going to cause some upset or some pain to your children, but you know it's the right thing to do. What I mean by is it not going to hurt anybody else is, are you out to hurt somebody else? (laughs) If you're out to hurt somebody else, that's never God's will. And so so think about that. Like, does it bring me joy? Does it bless other people's lives? And am I deliberately trying to cause somebody else pain? No, I'm not. And when you can answer those questions in that way, move forward and trust. God will steer you. He won't let you get too far off that path without letting you know by making you feel unsettled, or you'll just know that something's up. That's why I talk about awareness is so huge. Massive awareness, zero judgment, but continual growth, continually moving forward. And just trust that as you move forward, God's will for you will become clearer and clearer and clearer as you follow those nudges, as you trust your intuition, as you trust where your heart is leading you and you start to follow that. His will for you will get brighter and brighter and become more and more clear for you. I hope this has been helpful for you. If you have liked this conversation, come join us over in the Facebook group. We're actually doing another prosperity experience challenge. It's totally free. We teach you how to raise your financial frequency, but really it's about raising your frequency for anything that you want to create in your life. We've got powerful things going on over there. So get yourself registered. You definitely want to do that. You're going to go to prosperityapproach.com slash challenge because when you get registered, you get a full-on playbook so you can take notes. You're also going to get your own prosperity expert who is going to help you to implement what we teach. Because I'm not about teaching the theory of prosperity. I'm teaching about the practical application of how to create prosperity and redesign your reality in every part of your life. So come play with us. Come join us. Go over to prosperityapproach.com slash challenge and get yourself registered. Make sure you hop into the Prosperity Experience Facebook group as well. We're having lots of fun parties over there. And come play with us. Until next time, remember, prosperity becomes you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of The Prosperity Guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness, and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember... The challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't. 